Traveling the Vortex We have joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 577 where we'll start a war with a monkey-mannered oaf. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How is everybody How's it going? Doing? No! <laughs> Everybody's uh, getting well now, finally, since uh, we had to miss actually an extra week than we anticipated because we, we all had illnesses last week. Well, not all of us, but some of us had illnesses I, I, last week. I was week. fine. So, yeah, Keith was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's all very much. Don't lump me in with you, Afraid Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I had my own problems, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and that, and we've been in sub-zero temperatures for the last three days, too, so. Yeah. Keith, tell everybody about your pipes. Everybody yeah, loves when we pipes. talk about that. I had some pipes freeze. <laughs> yeah, I got down so cold um, Saturday night that pipes froze, and we woke up Sunday morning without water. Mm. And there was no water anywhere, so it wasn't like a single pipe. It was coming in at the main. And so I thought I knew where the main was and tried to put a hairdryer to it and it didn't work. So we eventually called out a plumber and found out that I didn't know where the main was after all. And he put a hairdryer to it and now we have water again. <laughs> of course, all of our uh, Southern friends, Southern U.S. friends and European friends are going, what? It can get cold enough for your pipes to freeze? Yes, indeed it can. And all of our the low uh, is negative eleven. It's pretty all of, cold. All of our friends up north are going. Yeah, we know this. That's why ours never freeze because we uh, make sure they don't. <laughs> well, and we, they deal with it all the, the time, though. For all of our this European is... friends, Keith, explain what negative eleven is on the Kelvin scale. <laughs> <laughs> you mean on the Fahrenheit or the uh, Celsius? The, Celsius. Celsius. Kelvin. Kelvin would be quite low. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and this is only this is only our second winter in the house, and it didn't get below zero or in single digits last winter at all. Yeah, we at so best got double digits. We had digits no idea that. Year. Yeah, we had no idea that it would potentially freeze. Now we know and can easily take care of it with a nice space heater. Have you guys seen the video from the Chiefs game? Where <laughs> they, they 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 open a refrigerator and take out a bottle of water. And it just instantly starts to freeze from the top <laughs> down. Like the whole thing, it takes like 10 seconds and you have a frozen ice pop yeah. instead of a bottle of water. It's insane. I didn't see that. That's well, it was, crazy. It was funny to see the clips of Andy Reid's mustache all frozen. All frozen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mahomes' hel helmet got so cold that it shattered. Well, it didn't shatter, but it yeah. took a chunk out of it. That's crazy. Hey, props to the uh, the, the the journalistic uh, prowess of the <laughs> photographer, photographer who got that shot. Yeah, newspaper wow. photographer. Well, besides um, headaches, did anybody do anything, watch anything? I watched a whole bunch of stuff, so uh, get ready. Go for it. All right, I'm going to yeah, go through go them. I'm going to go through them quick because what happened was I don't normally set New Year's resolutions, but I sort of casually made a promise to myself that I would watch more movies this year. And so I got started on the first. I'm not not there's these aren't daily. I'm not trying to do one a day like some people are, but but for the first seven days I did one a day. 
Um, I'll go through them real quick and just do quick little mini reviews of them. The first one I watched was uh, <laughs> Expendables or Extend <laughs> Expendables Four. I hate when they put the letters in. The I don't know why. Who thought the the, putting the, the numbers in the letters was dumb? Was a minus, smart idea? It's, it's stupid. Uh, but anyway, with Expendables Four, yeah, you know, it, it's an Expendables movie. I think they're they're sort of stretching with their ideas and and you know they've certainly been going downhill since the first one but it, it was good it was good fun i mean it's it's nothing to write home about but enjoyable stupid dumb action film uh watch the haunted mansion which i absolutely love that thing so totally got overlooked uh over the summer and with the actor strike and nothing against the actor strike but unfortunately it just did not get the publicity that it it needed because it's a great film and mm-hmm. it's on disney plus now so check it out if you haven't seen it uh, Blue Beetle, I saw, um, I thought it was kind of middle of the road as far as a, um, superhero movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. It's got a lot of heart. A lot of people compared it to Iron Man, which I think is way off base. I mean, the only, the only thing similar is it's an origin story and he has an iron suit or a, a suit. Um, but overall <laughs> I thought it was a, a relatively original idea and had a lot of fun with it. I watched an old one called the tall guy with, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and I never was, have seen that one. Yeah, and was written by um, Richard Curtis, and it's one of his older ones. Oh. Um, kind of a quirky film, not what I would expect, especially from um, Jeff Goldblum. Back in those days, he was still doing things like The Fly and Jurassic Park, things like that. Um, this is kind of a romantic comedy, but with a British flair to it. So it, you kind of have to have uh, an appreciation of some British humor. But overall, it was a, it was a really funny movie. Uh, I watched Bullet Train, which is a bunch of fun, man. That's just stupid. Isn't that fun. a blast? Yeah, it's just, and you know, it's one. Of, I'm not a big fan of hyperviolent films, but it does hyperviolence without really trying to throw it in your face. You know, what I mean, it's just, it's almost appropriate gratuitous violence mm-hmm. if that, if if that's a thing. Um, it does the violence really well. Um, I mean, and it, actually, what it does remind me of is an anime. It's like watching a live action anime. It's very, mm. very much. Uh, uh, just a fun film. Loved it. Elemental is probably one of the best films I've seen, well, this year, which has only just started, but I think in all of the last year, probably the best thing I've seen, uh, one of the best things I've seen. That thing's really good. Another the, the one Pixar that, film? Yeah. Another one that got oh, yeah. another one that got totally overlooked. Um, kind of Pixar back on its game with that one since they've had kind of a, I thought, a few dips in um, quality. Recently, this one's back on par with a lot of their early stuff. Um, watched The Lift. No, I'm sorry, Lift. It's just called Lift. Uh, that's the new one on, I think, Netflix with um, Kevin Hart. And he leads a team of criminals or, or it's kind of an Ocean's Eleven-ish uh Ocean's Eleven on a plane, basically, is what it is. Um, it's not a great film, but it's not bad either. It's a lot of fun. It's got some good characters in it. And then the other really good one that I watched was The Holdovers with the uh, Paul Giamatti. No, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, John Paul Giamatti. And he plays a curmudgeoning old uh, professor that ends up have, staying ends up staying behind at a uh, boys boarding school because there's a couple or a, there's a, I guess there's five kids uh, that aren't going home for the holidays. And then a couple of them or four of them actually do. And he's stuck behind with one. And it's kind of it's really hard to even explain, but it's a really, really good movie. Had a lot of heart. I thought it was a little slow at first. Um, pacing was p- 
poor at the beginning, but it when it when it finally gets going, it's really really good film. And, I loved how retro it was. Yeah, well, that's the that's its that's its best quality. Is it's set in it's set at the very end of 1970, and it is shot like a 1970s film. You watching it, you would oh, that's cool. Watching it, you would think you're watching a film that was shot in 19 you know 69 70. It's it, oh man. Like it opens with a 1970s impressive. logo. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you're well, like, it's oh, got okay, the, cool. it's got but then the, it kind of keeps going. It's got the, well, it's got the old, you know, remember they used to have the RPG G bands on the front of the movies before they started. It has the R rated mm-hmm. uh, 70s band on it too, which was really cool. Yeah. Of, of all things, that was its greatest accomplishment because then it really puts you into the story because it's mm-hmm. like you have been transported back to 1970 and you're watching this, this film it is. Yeah, that was, you're right. I uh, shouldn't undersell that. Cause that was really, really cool. Anyway, that's uh, so far what I've watched this year. Nice. That's a busy, that's a busy month. So far. Yeah. well, it's going to keep going too. Cause I'm like I say, I plan to watch more films this, this year. Well, I've also knocked out a bunch of stuff. Um, again, won't uh, cover everything, but uh we uh, went out to the theater on, uh, uh, on New Year's and saw Wonka. Which Ooh, was, how uh, is it? Really good. Really enjoyable. I, I, I was very skeptical, you know, because you're, you're treading on sacred ground with Gene Wilder. But uh, it, it's different enough that it, uh, it, it doesn't offend the palate, as it were. And it makes several nods to the... Uh, uh, eventual you know because it's a prequel and it's a musical and it's got it's it's different enough that it's not your willy wonk in the chocolate factory but it could eventually become willy wonk in the chocolate factory which i thought was very cool and clever hmm. and uh, a lot of charm to it we also watched aquaman in the lost kingdom which uh yeah it's okay it's an aquaman sequel <laughs> about about what you'd expect so nothing to write home about I knocked out a couple of former Best Picture winners with the Broadway Melody and Mutiny on the Bounty, which I'd never seen either one of those. Mutiny Broadway on the Bounty's okay. really good. <laughs> Mutiny's really good, yeah. yeah. I was kind of mad that I hadn't seen that one earlier. Uh, we watched the new uh, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. <laughs> That's on my list. For those of you with kids, uh, I can heartily recommend that one. I actually think I liked this one better than the first one. Oh, really? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I, I, that seems to be a divisive opinion of mine. Well, but, that's uh, I, I'll have to let I you know. It. Uh, the first one is on my probably in my top fifteen animated films of all time. Really? Yeah. I see. I don't know if I'd go that far with it. So I'll be, I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. Uh, we also watched Peter Pan and Wendy over on uh, uh, Disney Plus, and I was I was actually pretty impressed with that one. It's not top tier live action Disney remake, but they did some interesting things with the story that I really enjoyed and it was well shot. We watched Good Burger 2. Probably <laughs> the less said about that the better. <laughs> uh you know Good Burger 1 is is for what it's it is. Good Burger 1. <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of an iconic masterpiece of its time. But yeah it's Good Burger 1 and yeah this is Good Burger 2. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, with the snow, Shy had uh, kind of been hankering to watch a superhero movie, so we wound up doing a um, an impromptu MCU rewatch, uh, starting on the ninth with uh, uh, Captain America, 
and uh, they, uh, I don't know if they're still upstairs watching, but uh, we, we had finished Black Panther tonight, and now they're up there uh, on, on Spider-Man Homecoming, so kind of mowed through a whole bunch of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I also watched Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour, which, um, you know, I, 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 this, I'm kind of coming to this from the reverse. I know there's all these Swifties that are coming into the NFL fandom because of the uh, Taylor, Travis Kelsey uh, thing. And I'm kind of going the reverse. I'm going into the, the Swifty arenas uh, because of that. And, man, I think I might be a Taylor Swift fan now. <laughs> this was a heck of a concert. Visually, it was stunning. But uh, there was a lot of... Uh, great music and a lot of songs that I didn't, I don't know that I knew were Taylor Swift that were uh, kind of like, oh, this is recognizable. I know this one. So, yeah, it was enjoyable all the way around. Another one nice. on my list. And I'm about, uh, I'm on the last disc of uh, the uh, third uh, Dresden book. Hmm. Things are not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more books, so obviously yeah, Harry's yeah. going to get out of it. But <laughs> when you're trapped in the vampire's basement, and it, it just doesn't look good for you in the last disc, you know. So, what about you, Keith? Uh, I I watched season two of What If, hmm. which I thoroughly enjoyed more than I thought I would. Every time I went to start an episode, I was like, "Oh, there's a What If." Should I watch it or not? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then I really enjoyed every single episode almost. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard this well, season's much better than the first season. Yeah, the ideas in them I think are just a little bit more out there, so that makes them a little bit better. Unfortunately, the season doesn't quite tie together as well uh-huh. as I think season one did, but the, the resolution and the big quote-unquote bad guy of the season wasn't as good. Mm. But the standalone episodes, I think, are a little better because you got kind of uh, Captain Carter doing the Winter Soldier thing. You have a, it kicks off great with Nebula basically doing a Blade Runner type story as a cop as part of the Nova Corps. And it's that one's it's thoroughly surprised me. There's a really fun um, diehard spoof in there in the middle of it and, and some some pretty interesting stuff i liked it hello fellow time travelers and welcome to the doctor who target book club podcast the only podcast to discuss in story order all the doctor who novelizations my name is tony whip and every two weeks or so i'm joined by a two to three person discussion panel including our so-called expert who's been a who fan since 1979 that would be me We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including Dalton Hughes and Alison Fitzsafried. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point podcast. This is Tim Trelaw. This is David J. Howe. I'm Peter Purvis. I am Sadie Miller. This is Lauren Cornelius. Larry, it's Fraser. For all things in the Doctor Who collecting world and beyond, the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. I'm Larry Van Mersberg and your host, and I've been collecting for 42 years. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex on the Direction Point Podcast Network. 
All right, well, let's move on to news. First up in news, Pencil Tip Publishing has announced uh, their next charity, th- their, their next Doctor Who themed charity short story collection, Sarah Jane Smith, Roving Reporter 2, a sequel to the 2021 book, which we all reviewed. Um, you, the guidelines are now available on their website if you want to go take a look and submit stories. So they're they're asking for submissions at this point. Woo-hoo. It's pretty exciting. I I think we all pretty much enjoyed that book. So. Oh yeah, that was a good collection. I'm looking forward to another one. Yep. Yeah, volume two should be good. So, Glenn, you want to take this next one because I I see the details, but I don't understand the details. <laughs> well, this was more. This probably should have fallen more in the rumors category rather than news. But I stuck it in news. Um, supposedly, there's been a leak of what the next Doctor Who spinoff that's being uh, worked on. Uh, it's alleged by a CV sheep that was released uh, from somebody working on the show that there is a spinoff series called The War Between the Land and the Sea. And it's in pre-production. Shooting is supposed to start in Cardiff on March 4th of this year. And the plot summary is a spinoff of the fantasy action saga Doctor Who that will feature the Sea Devils. So a lot of people have speculated that this might be the unit spinoff that everybody was talking about. However, it has been brought to light recently that um, on good authority, this particular uh, series, which I think is I saw is supposed to be six parts uh, or just six episodes, um, is actually set in the past. So nothing like pre-unit days. So oh. right now it appears to be. Sea Devils is the only thing that's connected to it so far. There may be more to it. And, and this, again, this was from somebody's CV. So there, this may not be at all accurate, but everybody's kind of running with this, saying that this is probably it. I think The War Between the Land and the Sea is a little bit of a long title. I think it could have yeah. been The War Between Land and Sea would have been even better. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't be Doctor Who without all the those. Well, no, that's true. And, it should have just been land, sea, with a big X in the middle. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a little <laughs> too, that's a little too movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, who who knows? this? I think there's something probably here. I think there's a nugget of something here, but who knows if what it'll end up being when it finally uh, comes out. Yeah, if it's just now going into production and, what, they've already started filming on season, Shooty's second season. And that's who knows how far off. This was probably a while. Still. Well, I I have a feeling. Although it does say cat under cast and crew that uh, Phil Collinson's producing, Vicky uh, Vicky Delo is uh, producing, Julie Gardner's producing, and Jane Tranter is producing. Uh, Russell D. Davis writer. He's the only writer on here, so he may be writing a good chunk of this. There's a good chance though that this will be a whole different um, Bad Wolf um, crew that is shooting this. So they could be shooting this. And if it is a different set, a different crew, yeah, it could could be parallel with it. That's a good point. And And if if they're not bringing any of the main characters, if it's not going to be any of the unit things, because we still suspect that unit's going to have maybe, well, definitely Kate Stewart, I think has all but been confirmed that she'll be in the unit spinoff. They've obviously set up some seeds for them to bring Donna Noble back and have Catherine Tate be in it. Um, they so they have, haven't officially announced the spinoff, right? right? I no, didn't miss no, something. No, they no, have not officially. That's still rumored. That is st- well, 
highly speculated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but, well, uh, the reason why I say that is because it's there, well, it's I mean. it's it's not a rumor, rumor though, because I think it was last year around March or April, uh, RTD sort of confirmed it without confirming it in one of his letters that he writes for Doctor Who magazine. So that's why everybody's been pretty firm on the fact that Unit will have its a spinoff because he's he sort of confirmed it without confirming it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, but that's been that's been a thing for well the last at least eight months. So that we've known well, about. I'm not poo pooing the idea either. But let's be honest: when you talk Doctor Who spinoffs, a Unit series. That's kind of low-hanging fruit. Well, yeah, that's kind absolutely. of that's kind of the yeah. obvious choice to go first, you know. <clears throat> but I'm not sure that's what this will be. So, this might be a well, another uh, thing altogether. I forgot to mention that the other thing I watched was the Imagine profile on RTD, oh, and yeah. they he talks he talks in it about which it's really good. If you guys can watch it, you should. He talks about his kind of his writing process, and. <laughs> I have no doubt that he could have written season 14, the unit spinoff season 15 and this in that <laughs> amount of time. Cause he can just sit down and just, if he has the story in his head, it's just a boom, boom. It's just it's plotting it out. out and <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and it's literally just getting the ideas and words down on page. Yeah. He says, it sounds like he rarely has to do many rewrites or second drafts or anything like that. What's what so, he said during, in the, in the writer's tale, the book that, it came out after right. the, it was pretty much he said the same thing it's very few times does he have to go back and rewrite anything that he's done well and he doesn't he made it sound like and talks that he percolates on it until he's he doesn't sit down at a keyboard until he's ready to put it all down and commit it uh, so like uh it's a sin was in the back of his mind for a long long time before he actually sat down to write it same with uh years and years it was just kind of back there kind of he was developing plot and story and all of it in his mind before he ever put pen to paper and so once he does it's quick so yeah, if that's right. been going on with this i wouldn't be surprised right yeah must be nice well mm -hmm. certainly if they actually do get underway shooting this in march and there it'll be no time before we start getting <laughs> some confirmations on it actually being some a thing. sort of set pictures or right, something right so that's that but the big news of the week. Season 15 on Blu-ray. Finally. Because <laughs> somebody said it's been almost a year since they announced a complete uh, collection. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then, of course, the, what is it? Um, the Peter Davison. What season would it be for us? I'm kind of all thrown off now season two two is it two yeah season two. two is finally getting a release in april in the u.s they already got it in the uk at the end of last mm -hmm. year we're finally getting that and then i did see that there's some pretty good confirmation that we will be getting the tom baker what will that be season five is that what this one is um in june so Ooh, that's like, pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, sounds like June third. So, although I did read that they, which is interesting, because I don't think they actually officially announced the date in the UK for. They this. have not. That's what's strange about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they did say that they had been sitting on 
announcing this for a long time, but they had some things they had to get cleared up and, and finished before they did. So I think the this best, trailer. the best part about this and that well, no, I don't think that was it. I think that they were, I think that's been probably shot for a while, but cause in fact, um, was it Louise Jameson said on Twitter that she had been not able to say anything about this for a very long time. So I get the impression uh-huh. she shot this a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, she um, shot this during the 50th anniversary. It's just taking that long with the, the effects work. But that trailer was just amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Loved that. And now, as we know, they're all canon because RTD uh, confirmed that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Okay, so the trailer... The guy that comes and gives her the thing and says the doctor wants you to escape, blah, blah, blah. That's the one that we just listened to. I'm terrible with names. Um, wasn't that the agent that was running around in the Gallifrey Time War box sets? I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh-uh. You know who I'm talking no. about, though, is the, 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 the one... He started off. He was kind of a young kid. Um, oh, you know, the 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 resistance the wet behind guy. The ears. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, maybe it is. I don't think it is, but maybe it is. I'll have to do some research now. I was under the impression well, here, gonna, that that was a nod to. I'm going to turn my. Well, caption. We can at least look at the credits. I'm going to turn my captions on here and see. Uh, oh, hey, Elton John got an ego. Axton is the character's name. Axton? Yeah, Axton. Isn't, wasn't there an accident in the Big Finish stuff? I'm going to the wiki. Hold on. <laughs> Keith, Imdaba. <laughs> Wiktaba. Not according to this. No, yeah. This is his first appearance. And only huh. and only appearance so far. Although knowing what <laughs> kind of, I guess not fully knowing what happens to Partially knowing what happens to Lee at the time more makes me wonder where this is supposed to be placed. Well, you've you've gone on. Well, I listened to all of the John Hurt stuff. Oh, and there's oh, Leela oh, right, stuff in right. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yep. But not in the Gallifrey stuff, so I'm right. not sure right. how that's supposed to work. I'm just going to tell myself that this is before some of that stuff. Could be. Although didn't they talk about this is the final battle, so never mind that. This is yeah, you're right. This is the final battle. Yeah, I, I'm sure that times uh, times rewritten. That's fine. Before <laughs> being written, it, it was somebody called uh, Big Finish and said, "Where are you going to leave Leela at the end of her journey? Because we're going to pick up there." Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't, according to what Keith's saying. Nope, <laughs> nope. not that I remember. Pretty sure they didn't. <laughs> Well, Maybe they that, did some timey wine stuff that I don't remember. Well, maybe, I got the impression that the stuff that's still coming out is earlier in Leela's timeline. Well, maybe maybe uh, by generation changed all that too. Oh, uh, that's uh, true. <laughs> by generation throws everything in the right. A <laughs> uh, uh, spanner in the works. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So exciting stuff. Collection season fifteen and Baker season five for us. So. And gorgeous artwork. I have yeah. to say that. I think this yeah. is the best cover I've seen so far. 
you guys posted that and i looked at it and went oh that is so cool did not even remotely put two and two together that that would have been new dvd or blu-ray artwork, <laughs> you know it was just a really cool poster Again, good art everything sort of had blues and purple hues to it and this is kind of the first one that's had this is kind, kind of, of orangish a, yeah an orange yellowish palette so which is odd considering that the uh um the invasion of time cog wheels are so prevalent yeah <laughs> and yet they would have been silver yeah they're silver right yeah that room was silver and um it would have fit more with the the old color palette but i'm not complaining it's gorgeous yeah. artwork it's gorgeous hi i'm rupert booth i am known as paul ferry and my name is barry williams together we host time ram time ram's a cruel mistress it's a random number generator that also we roll a number from one to thirty that's our doctor. Then one to three hundred for the story, and then we ram them together. Even if it doesn't make sense. Cruel, I tell you. Time round. Putting the wrong doctors in the wrong stories, so you don't have to. You're listening to Travelling the Vortex. You are invited on an adventure across all of time and space, in a completely random order. It's the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. Jump in the TARDIS with your hosts. Eric Goldbranson. Asad Khashki. And Matthew Kressel. Explore Doctor Who TV stories, audio adventures, and books, both novels and non-fiction. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. It's the entire Who-niverse. On Shuffle. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a member of the Direction Point Network and is available about once a month wherever you find your podcasts. You are listening to Traveling the Vortex. We are going on a journey, a very long journey, through the world of the Target novelizations and publication order. Every week we are looking at a new book, talking about Terrace Dix, Malcolm Hulk, and all our Doctor Who novelization friends. Whatever you do, keep turning the pages. This is Jason Miller of the Doctor Who Literature Podcast, a member of the Direction Point Podcast Network, and you are listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point Podcast. All right, well, let's move on. We don't have much else uh, to talk about this week except for our reviews. We are continuing Series 6B. This will be Part 6 of our ongoing series of Series 6B. Uh, just a reminder to people, this is, uh, we're following along on the second Doctor's Adventures with Jamie, presumably set after season six, uh, when he's been recruited by the CIA and they've picked Jamie back up to uh, continue some more adventures. And first up is Helicron, no, Helicon, I keep, Helicron, I keep wanting to do, uh, what are the Jedi, Jedi yeah, Jedi Helicron, yeah. Helicon Prime. It's been a long time. Sorry. Is it Helicon or Halcyon Prime? (laughs) Oh, maybe it's Halcyon. No, he said he was saying Helicon. He was selling Helicon in the This story is Helicon. Yeah. He was saying this. He was saying Helicon in the story. Okay. I I apologize, Keith. Go ahead. It's been a long time since Jamie McCrimmon remembered anything about his travel doctor, but his visit to Helicon Prime just won't stay hidden. But why remember their murder 
Now. Yawn. <laughs> I'm kind oh, of the same. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, Sean. I This was one of those ones as I listened to it, I found myself spacing off and I'd have to back it up and listen because I'd yep. missed pieces of it. So um, this was Fraser's first, first outing with Big Finish. I did not realize that until I was looking at the oh, notes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is the very first time he reprised the roles, Jamie, uh, in Big Finish. So, I guess I should to- I should say this, according to the complete guide or the complete adventures, this takes place right after the second Doctor and Jamie's appearance in the Two Doctors. So, be just kind of kind of put this in perspective of how things are going chronologically for the Doctor and Jamie. This is right after the two Doctors, which we've already uh, uh, reviewed, so we weren't going to touch it here. And and to be fair, the performance of Fraser Hines is still great. He, he, he's got, you know, he, he steps very easily back into the role of Jamie, like he never left. And yeah. as we've said before, he does a very good Patrick Troughton. <laughs> so when he's like, mm, yes, Jamie, and doing the... Although I think he's gotten better at yeah. it since he's this. gotten a lot better at <laughs> I it. I think he's a whole lot better. I, th- I expected that better version of it. Yeah, he's he's it. gotten a lot... a little disappointed. Yeah, he's gotten better with his do- uh, second Doctor impression as he went. And I think he's more energetic as Jamie later, too. This one, that was, what, that was one of the things I didn't like about this, and I think this is why it was a snoozer for me, is I didn't feel the energy from Fraser that I've felt in audios since this. And, Mm -hmm. which is odd that I thought that this time, because maybe, I guess, this being his first one, this is my second time to listen to it. I listened to it like, I don't know, well, it would have been back in early days of this podcast, so uh, 13 years ago, maybe, uh, 12 years ago, (laughs) I listened to this, and I didn't remember a lot of the plot, but I don't remember it being so dry and boring (laughs) as it was this time. And I remember thinking that he sounded more like the Doctor back then. I remember thinking that he fell back into the role of Jamie better back then, but listening to it this time, now having listened to him in other audios, is a whole new world for me on this because I just it didn't feel like he had the energy in portraying Jane. He did fine. He did a great job. He's he does spectacular. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting down his performance. It's just not where where I'm used to it being. And I think part of that go, comes with him doing it more with Big Finish and falling back into that role more whole, wholeheartedly and getting used to being in that role again. I think is why he progressively got better. Um, to the point where I, I absolutely enjoy his uh, performances. But this one was just a step back from that, a slight step back, but a step back for me. And I think that was part of the reason I, I felt like it was a bit boring. Well, the story isn't overly gripping either. I mean, they do spend a lot of time sitting around not doing much. Yeah. Um, and normally with if it's a Jamie and Doctor sitting around not doing much, it's going to be pretty entertaining. And I think part of why that's not as entertaining is – he hasn't quite fallen into the rhythms of the role again or the doctor again. Um, the, the story itself is just kind of plotting and predictable. Um, even as far as, you know, who ultimately is behind it all, I kind of saw coming from a mile away. Yeah, I sort of did too. Almost when they introduce her, I was like, oh, she's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. 
course, some and of that. You know, all those times that we we've sat around and said, wouldn't it be nice just to have an episode where they go on vacation and nothing bad happens to them? I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> Forget I ever. Never yeah, I, I never thought that was a good idea. <laughs> I take it all back. Forget I ever asked for that because, you know, oh, we get to read the lunch menu now. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, at one point, I was standing there because I was Bluetoothing this to my uh, my Alexa device. And I was standing in my kitchen screaming, nobody cares. Move on. <laughs> Well, what's crazy about this is it's what only about that's well, two parts and it ends up being roughly an hour long, two and a half hour mm-hmm. stories or two half hour parts. And it still feels too long. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, and I don't often say that about an hour story. Sometimes an, an hour story, you're into it and you go, oh, I, I could have used more. This one, I was like, I could use a little less of this one, I think. Uh, and th- and there are some cool ideas with yeah, it. A, yeah. a sonic sculpting was yeah. kind of a neat idea, although not thoroughly explained well enough, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, the the idea of Helicon Prime is interesting, and you know how they were slowly pulling it out of the state of grace, essentially that it was in. Uh, had the makings of a great story and great drama. It just the ultimate. And the idea that, you know, what they were actually after was knowledge and not some actual wealth. I, I appreciated that aspect of it, too. It's just, oh, the bad guy is, you know, trying to get this because he's the sole survivor of this expedition. And, yeah, it's just no one really cares. <laughs> there wasn't enough of a, of a weight to the story to make me invested in it you know it feels i was standing on a folding machine while listening to it and i'm struggling to remember it (laughs) uh well it it feels like one of those stories where somebody comes up with a concept and an idea and they think oh this would be a really good idea and then when they sit down to formulate the story around that idea or or to get to the um the big reveal or the end point of of the story they it kind of feels like they felt they're just kind of filling in the holes now at this point to get to that point, and that's how this this whole story is kind of structured that way. Yes, a lot of that. Now, it it also feels like this is Big Finish's first foray into trying to do something, season six B, but also playing it Not a little fully committing to well, it well because they're playing it safe <laughs> they're playing it safe and the reason they're playing it safe is because uh they make jamie makes mention or the doctor makes mention of victoria being off uh, away studying graphology right but this is also the throwaway line from the two doctors mm-hmm. that she's away studying uh graphology and originally it was thought before we started getting into the uh the second Doctor Adventures, this originally was believed to have been when Jamie was picked, and I suppose you still could shoehorn it in there, but when Jamie was originally picked up by the CIA, that this was a false uh, memory they put in his head so that he would think that they were still, this was his time still traveling with Victoria in the TARDIS, and she just Mm -hmm. happens to be away from there. Now, that's only ever mentioned in The Two Doctors, and it's only ever mentioned in this, and it's not ever 
alluded to later in the quote unquote season to uh, be elite or season six B materials, at least to my knowledge so far. Um, Is so, the black hole in that list of season six B stuff? The black hole. I don't think it's a it, story called the black hole. Yeah, I don't think it is. Okay, and yeah, I th- it might that be the, a, the, the robots. N- no, I think oh. it. I think it is not because it doesn't. It actually have. Uh, it actually. It looks Victoria. like it might actually have. Yeah. Yeah, and I think originally there. Well, it, it, it. Yeah, go ahead. Originally, there was a connection that Big Finis was making there because they were just kind of halfway going with the season 6b thing but i think that's been retconned since then so it seems like this story the the black hole is trying to make the line in two doctors make sense and not have it be season 6b that's correct yeah they're, they're, I believe they're going right. to reverse yeah they're trying th- to undo season 6b i think you're right doctors. now that you say that i think i remember that being the case that that big finish was yeah trying to retcon the the line so anyway most most people that you know uh adhere to the season 6b idea this is where they place this, and they say we we say this is firmly placed in season six B. We just have to, we just have to take that throwaway line. Well, as it and is. that one, <laughs> that one short story we read, you know, early on of them even wiping the doctor's mind after every mission. Right, right. I mean, it's all of this is pretty pretty wibbly wobbly, and you can easily make anything work just by going they implanted wrong memories or right, something like right. that. I yeah, mean, it's, absolutely. yeah. Well, and the other thing that you, we have to remember is this is Jamie in the future telling this story from the past. So this is a Jamie that's telling this story from the narrative is a Jamie that's no longer traveling with the doctor. He's been hit by lightning and this is one of the memories that's coming up. So we have to presume that after he tra- travels with the doctor for season six B his memories are wiped again. Is wiped again. So yeah. there's obviously a little bit of that going on the back end of this as well. And there may be some misremembering based on the fact that it's being told from the perspective of an older Jamie remembering a, a, an adventure when he was younger with the doctor. So that could easily explain away a lot of the things, inconsistencies as well. Okay. That's so true. now I really want to do an infograph glenn right up your alley <laughs> i want to do a comparison number of times the second doctor and or jamie companion have had their memory wiped compared to how many times the eighth doctor has gotten amnesia oh <laughs> the eighth doctor still got him by a long way because <laughs> you've got all the eighth doctor audios you've got all the eighth doctor books you've got all the eighth doctor i mean this is the movie itself is one count so now i think there's there's still we're still a long way off we may get there eventually but we're still a long way off start start tracking that now so that when we get down the road you know, i think you might be surprised it might be close <laughs> It depends on how you count them. That's just it. <laughs> you got to spin the numbers right, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but overall, this is what it is. I mean, it's not, I don't hate this story. It's, it's a story. It's there. It's not bad. It's, it's, it just, it's very middling and very slow at times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's not an hour wasted. It's just a hour that I probably wouldn't take off again for another 13 years. So, 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's fair. very good way of putting it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so we move on to the next one. The Let's. Short, the short story called Twin Peaks, which is found in Short Trips 1.3 of uh, Short Trips Zodiac. I don't have a synopsis for this. Yeah, there's uh, there's a summary, but it's really long. So it's we'll, we'll, it's we'll literally a it. summary of the story. <laughs> Sean, what'd you think of this one? Okay, I'm gonna have to confess. <laughs> you didn't read it. I I I, I read them. Oh, okay. I read them. I don't know that I remember which one is. Oh, which. okay. This is so the one with. Somebody the, give me. I don't need a synopsis, but this, just give me. This a, is the one with the two planets where they've they've installed and the brothers. They've installed the king at the one location. Oh, they get in one. the TARDIS. Okay. They land again in in the presumed future of where they just left, and find out that the king that they deposed is actually now the king that's on the throne, and they're being credited for helping put him in power. And right. everyone's happy about it. And everybody's happy about it. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead, Sean. <laughs> what do you think of this? Because this if you're like of... me, there are a lot of plot holes in this. <laughs> this is one of those that I think probably on paper, when initially <laughs> conceptualized, seemed like a cool idea. Okay? This needed to spend a lot more time in the back of RTD's head. Yep. <laughs> because. <laughs> Ultimately, what it boils down to is, well, there is the probability that another planet exists just like this one with duplicated people on it as well and slightly different outcome. That's what this one boils down to. And we keep bouncing back and forth between these two. And it's like, okay, even if you know, we're, we're not going to go to an alternate universe or uh, we're, we're not going to do a parallel that we're, we're just, it just happens to be a duplicated planet. Okay. That's kind of a cool idea. I want more. Well, we'd have been to a, hang that on. We'd have been a lot it, it better really off. did need to be like a mirror universe. Yep, we'd have been a lot really better did. off. And the biggest glaring problem with this is, and they sort of try to lift, leave this as the what well, dun, 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 what if ending kind of thing. But the biggest glaring point of this is if it's a doppelganger world and there are two of them and they are exactly the same except for the, this particular course of history played out differently, they both believe that the Doctor and Jamie were the ones that helped. But the Doctor and Jamie don't recall doing the world that they, the second world they ended up to. So who did Dang. that? Who put that in? Who put those uh, emotions in? You have to assume then there must be a doppelganger doctor and Jamie running around out there. And for me, that doesn't work unless it's a multi-universe story or a multiverse story. Yep. And, and they even they even address it. Right. They well, even address it at they, the end. They do. And try to the write end. it off as a, well, maybe we're going. Sure. Exactly. And that's a big problem, too, because they leave it for such a long time. And so you're sitting there almost yelling at the book. You really need to think about this because you're a lot smarter than this, especially the doctor. And when Jamie seems to be hinting at it more than the doctor is, then you've got a problem because it's making Jamie as a companion a much, much smarter person than the doctor realizing it. He already has a lot of moments where he's questioning the doctor and questioning him in the right way. You know what? The Jamie's actually thinking about the ramifications or what's happening more than the doctor. And I think mostly because 
the writer is taking it more from the perspective of Jamie, and that might be the way it comes across that way, why it becomes across that way. But he's questioning more than the doctor is, and I'm yelling at the book going, you really ought to be thinking about this part. You're not thinking about this. You need to you need to address this. And then, yeah, as you said, Keith, they saved that for the end to make it sound like, well, perhaps we'll do it in the future. And then to me, that's lazy writing because it's like, oh, I wanted to give you something to think about, but... I'm really not putting any closure on this story at all. And that was frustrating. Yeah, the doctor was way too blasé fair yeah. about the entire thing. Um, for, for, for such a rare event, if this, if this is that rare but plausible, he should have been much more excited by it. Yeah. He should have been much more energized. He should have been much more engaged with the, the, the goings-on. And as you pointed out, the very nature that we've installed one good king, one bad king, but everything still seems to be working out okay. <laughs> Which is kind of a weird cause 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 again, we're 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 not opposites. You know, it's it's not that this is everything's gone to hell world. It's yeah, everything's pretty good. Everybody's happy about this dictator. Maybe he's not a dictator. Well then, why is there a difference? Right. What 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 is what is the driving oomph behind this anyway? Right. Because you've established now that it's not the fact that they're parallel, uh, or, or or similar worlds. Because well, we didn't get excited. They're mirror about that. world is what they they're, are. Yeah, I mean, they're, well, but but they're not. They're just kind of. Kind of they're just the, kind the, of. The brothers are mirror. The brothers are mirrors, but then why well, although then else? even once they bring the problem. two the two good brothers together it almost comes across as well they're neither of them are really evil they're just brothers well, let in me, their fight let because me ask they're brothers you, it, it winds up being much ado about nothing well let me ask you nothing this. happens let me ask you this because this wasn't quite clear to me and I, I think i assume this was the way it happened but they went and got the brother from the other uh doppler game ganger world right and mm -hmm. brought him to this one to gavin on this one right Right. Yes, they, okay. they got the okay. good. They got the good ruler. Both good rulers. Both good together. rulers from both locations together. Okay, gotcha. And I, it does make you wonder how bad the other ruler actually was. Well, it makes you wonder what was the point of doing that because if these, well, if there were these two different doppelganger yeah. worlds and they were, they were going along happy as can be. What was the point of bringing the brothers together? What was the point of bringing why, the good why brothers trying together? Trying to resolve it exactly. I mean, it doesn't really resolve anything. Because there's really nothing to resolve, right? Yeah, it's it's literally much ado about nothing. Yeah, and because it just we've, hung we've out set up there. several different ideas that all could have been interesting to pursue, but we don't go after any of them, and then we give you this very lame, weak ass. Oh well, they're brothers. Who cares then? Yeah, I mean, right. there's, there's there's nothing that happened that warranted any of this running about at that point it's just you know oh well case of Ross it's like no that's not why i watch doctor who yep <laughs> <laughs> it's not why i read doctor who well maybe third time will be a charm should we do the revolutionaries also no, i don't have a synopsis also no synopsis <laughs> right uh but this is the one where uh jamie and uh, the doctor end up in revolutionary uh, wartime, American Revolutionary Wartime in Trenton, New Jersey and get immediately thrown in jail and meet some time travelers who have screwed things up. <laughs> Sean, I, Keith, I apologize, but I'm going to let him go first again because no, I really want to see what he thinks on this one. 
you know, it would it would be easy to lump this into that kind of same category as, eh, you know, because uh, it's it's just kind of a goofy little short story. But it's a goofy little short story that's set at, at Christmas. Christmas. Yep, that was gonna, that was going to be my defense. That was gonna. I thought for sure you were going to say, and yet another one of these stories. But I was going to come back and say, yeah, but it's at Christmas, so it's okay. That, that's, that's kind of the saving grace. The fact that it is set at Christmas, I, I was kind of scowling as i was reading it and being very you know oh come on because it, it really does I, I i don't mean to disrespect the authors but it, it kind of comes across as poorly written fan fiction yeah but then well it's very the it's a very christmas trope. tale it's very trope, it's very trope yeah yeah the fact that it is a christmas tale if you put it in that mindset of oh it's an rtd christmas story then all of a sudden it's like eh okay <laughs> just go go have fun with it and yeah. this happened before that happened and 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 washington was there okay <laughs> it's for the it's, little... it's for the same reason that twice upon a time is not a really good story but it's set at christmas so it improves it so much more <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're willing to let it go for the exact yeah, same reason exactly which and the only problem i really had with the story was the fact that they don't really address how the two time travelers screwed things up so badly. That is the one piece of information I wanted to know and wanted to actually learn a little bit more about, uh, even if it was just a couple of drop lines of how they interfered and got Washington thrown in jail and a better explanation afterwards of, you know, how history rewrites itself around that sort of misstep. Like, I think they could have written an explanation moving towards, you know, him being in jail that could have actually made, you know, the time rewriting or history resetting itself make more sense. Other than just saying, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's going to be remembered wrong. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because the, I agree with, uh, uh, I was with you for the second part of that, that I wanted to know more why the doctor's doing rewrites history correctly. I mean, they just have that throwaway line that, well, people tend to forget and, th or people tend to remember things the way that they actually happen. I was just, some, some weird way he explained it. Anyway, I, I felt the same way. I didn't think about until you just brought it up and now it's bothering me. I didn't think about them <laughs> not really explaining what the time travelers did to interrupt the flow of time. Um, I just think I assumed by the nature of them being there and observing messed things up, but you're right. They don't really make it clear enough what they did in order to set things awry and get him arrested. So now it bothers me even more that you've brought it up. <laughs> I tell you, the one thing that bothers me is the fact that we're going to do a story about Washington on Christmas Day, but not have him in the boat. <laughs> well, presumably, well, that's, that, presumably that, that happened. Actually, somewhat clever. No, but, you got to do the boat. Presumably, though, that already happened. They already came across the, the Potomac. I know. And they were captured the when moment. they got there. Well, yeah. That's the, you know, there's paintings and there he is on the boat with the flag and the guys and we're sneaking across to go do something horrible because we're Americans. That's the moment that you got to capture. And if you're going to visit, 
how, how, how do you visit a historical moment? Well, Pick a moment in history. <laughs> uh, we're not going to cover that. <laughs> I was over here on this uh, so, okay, so I was about to defend John S. Drew, the author of this story. I was about to say, well, it's probably because he's a Brit, so that's not so iconic to him. But then I looked him <laughs> up, and it says, John S. Drew is an American writer who has written several <laughs> Doctor Who short stories. <laughs> Maybe he was mad because he's so. Brit. <laughs> so I don't. I can't even defend him being. I can't even defend him being a Brit because he's actually an American writer. I just, you know, and his explanation at the end of you know, oh, they'll remember it differently if they had given if he had written that part better, you know, and fleshed out the well, you know, they still landed and this this happened and this happened, and it could have worked yeah. but because he didn't flesh any of that out it just falls apart yeah also i, mean, I think that's... that i think that the the uh, thing that he did that the author does to cheat a little bit too is to take the doctor out of the situation to take it take the doctor away from the reader and fix things off story mm -hmm. and, and then to come and back to know how he does it. Yeah, yeah and then come back and just say it's fixed i think that's a little bit of a cheat as well and it's still not clear how he, I mean, I'll explain I still don't understand later, how they fixed it. Well, he can, the way I took he, it, he, he, he convinced, convinced them to go celebrate Christmas. And well, he, he convinced, he convinced the Hessians that the American or the, yeah, the, the what Washington's army wasn't that much of a threat and that there weren't more coming and that they didn't need to call reinforcements which is what they were initially going to do because they thought they've captured washington there might be more coming the doctor intercedes and convinces the hessians that hey no they're they're not you've got the guy this is all okay go over and celebrate christmas you know and, and you know rest in your laurels because you guys have done a good job that's what he implies that he did it's just unfortunately it's all done off story so he has to come back and kind of vaguely convey what he did and I have to interpret more than probably I need to be interpreting, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, I the, that's that. the way I got it. That's what I took from it. That makes sense, but not well explained. No, you're right. No, absolutely. I still feel like, you know, this is like an episode of Futurama deciding that we're going to time travel back to New Year's Day or New Year's Eve on the, the year 2000 when Fry gets frozen but we're not going to go visit Fry in that place. We're going to be on the other side of town doing something else. Then why are we at this date? <laughs> we know what the important thing that's going on on this date is, right? It's like setting the, the, the thing in the Back to the Future. Well, maybe you want to witness this. Yeah, but you got to drive there. <laughs> Come on, Doc. <laughs> not the same. I don't know. That, that was the big... But, it's a Christmas special, so I'm going to let it go yeah, and yeah. just say, for what it was, it was mildly enjoyable and a little goofy, and I had fun with it. Yep. <laughs> and it's kind of sad that all, I have, all you have to do is paint it with a Christmas brush, and it makes it so much better. But that is what you need to do with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Paint it with a Christmas brush. <laughs> Christmas all, makes everything better. All in all, none of these three stories were bad stories. They just all are, they have problematic issues with them. And unfortunately, we got three together, and I'm hoping that we don't <laughs> continue this pattern of getting 
chunk, I got chunks of these going. Yeah, okay, that was just a okay story. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see where kind it goes. of a lackluster start to the new year, Glenn. Right, not gonna lie. right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not instilling me with a lot of confidence here, Doc. <laughs> well, that being said, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, hopefully something better. <laughs> uh, Going to jump from uh, from the second Doctor to the eighth Doctor. I have some more eighth Doctor adventures, starting with uh, another short trip from the Zodiac uh, collection, the true and indisputable facts in the matter of the Ram's Skull, which is uh, a great title. I'm intrigued, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll say that. Uh, and then back into uh, the Eighth Doctor uh, series four, uh, specifically episode three with Nevermore. And I am so looking forward to getting back into these uh, because it's been far too long. After that, we start a new uh, kind of a concept episode for us uh, Lost Media, Lost Stories, What Never Was, What Could Have Been. Uh, and this will involve a uh, lost radio program pilot written by Malcolm Hulk called Doctor Who Journey Into Time. And then uh, various versions of it, the, the script, the radio show, and the audio drama that came out of that, fan recreation of the audio drama that came out of that. And more things to come. Uh, <laughs> you know, Obviously, new year, new stuff. Right, right. But we'll also be going back and looking at some old favorites. So. Stay with us, true believers. <laughs> I should back up real quick, just just back to our season six peak discussion. I think we should mention for people that might be following along, uh, between Helicon Prime, Helicon Prime, and Twin Peaks, uh, was the nameless city would have fallen. And the reason we didn't do this is because this is the Puff and E short from uh, the fiftieth mm. anniversary, and we've already reviewed that. In fact, uh, if you want to hear what we thought of that, we reviewed that in Traveling the Vortex episode one sixty six. Wow. Yeah, a long time ago. All right. And, of course, uh, if you get any value out of this podcast, why not consider putting some value back into it? Uh, We really would like you to become a patron of the podcast. You can do that by clicking on our Patreon link and consider supporting us there. When you become a patron of the podcast, you unlock some more audios and specials from us. Also, please consider giving us a five-star review wherever you subscribe to the podcast. It helps bump us up in the ratings. And, of course, you can follow us on the various forms of social media. We are on Facebook. We are on X, formerly known as Twitter. And we are on uh, TikTok uh, and Instagram and Tumblr. I actually revived our Tumblr uh, page recently. So, Can we just make the executive decision, X executive decision to, uh, to keep dead naming it Twitter? Yeah, I just, <laughs> there's something about that because I think if, as a society, if we could all just agree with that, I would be fine with that. We've still got so much of society that wanting to push that X thing. And I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe okay, for, we, we, for we now just we'll just say Twitter. We've got the official edict <laughs> that we need to change all of our graphics. 
Oh, like they did on the on the newscasts, yeah. but the the online stuff has kind of still been lingering on. Yeah, and uh, uh, somebody <clears throat> made the executive decision that no, 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 it all has to be uniform across <laughs> the board. So now I'm the one that has to come up with new graphics for oh, it. So no. I'm a little salty about it anyway. But ah, <laughs> uh, it's personal. Yeah, thanks for creating <laughs> well, more work for me, Elon. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you though. I I every time I write a news story, I have to put. So and so posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> the, the, the agent or the uh, the artist, formerly known as Prince, right? It's just all over again. <laughs> yep, yep. At least this one has a name we can pronounce. A symbol you can pronounce. <laughs> it's not yeah. just a symbol, <laughs> although it kind of is too. But anything else oh. we need to touch on before we close this one out? If not, until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. listening. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point. Direction point. A Doctor Who podcast network.